Hello, one and all. A few weeks ago, we published a feature looking at the state of battery technology. We were quite surprised at the amount of feedback we received, particularly from people involved with the industry itself, together with a number of representations from environmental bodies. As a consequence, we thought it would make a lot of sense to follow up with the, the views of an industry insider. So in a moment or two, I'll be discussing the state of the battery market with Scott McGregor, the chief executive of Red Tea Energy, a company that we covered in the feature that specialises in electrical energy storage using redox flow battery technology, but uh, more than that in a minute. The feature was predicated on the view that the battery market is currently going through a significant period of change, both in terms of volumes and the number of uh, novel technologies that are being brought to bear. This, we think, is down to two factors in the main. Firstly, the accelerated take-up of electric and uh, hybrid vehicles globally. And secondly, the rapid decrease in generation costs for renewable energy sources. Scott, we know that battery technology has lagged the development uh, rates of the technologies it increasingly powers. But do you see these signs that the industry is moving through a transitional period? Yes, Mark, and, and thanks. First off, batteries have there are multiple technologies, and some of them we actually call ours an energy storage machine. Yeah. Um, so as a definition, I see a battery as something we're familiar with that degrades. Once it's a degrade, you have to throw it away, and it's a temporary piece of energy storage where there are many other forms of energy storage which are permanent and last 20, 40, 50 years. So I think there's a bit of an understanding in the market of the different ways of using energy storage. There are many different ways to use power, intensive reasons for storing energy and energy intensive reasons for storing energy so there's multiple technologies across that spectrum mm. where it's been successful to date has been laptops phones cars etc really energy storage in an infrastructure level hasn't really happened yet on big scale and that's that's the momentum that's happening at the moment the game changer i guess when you when i was alluding to the the fact that the technology is lagged it's when you look at a, a standard car battery for instance that that is old technology in the sense that technology goes back 145 years or so but i guess the dynamics at play now is that uh, we, we're seeing a rollout of uh, personal technologies and mobile telephony provides the the classic example of this, of course. And so there's, there's greater demand on an indiv individual basis for rechargeable battery sources. And plus, when we see the, the rollout of electric vehicles, it's still only a, a, a fraction of the global market, I think something in the region of 1% to 2%. But given the, the accelerated take-up rate, it's going to become a, a significant factor in the years to come. So this, this is the, the premise of the article itself. Yeah. I guess when you look at what red tea energy are doing at the moment it alludes to that second part of the equation the fact that uh, more people uh, are generating from renewable sources and plus i think what red tea is trying to plug into as well is off grid storage yeah so so just to clarify the, the areas you're talking about are really around consumer products mm -hmm. so consumer products and electric vehicles and it seems ev is winning the winning the technology in terms of motor vehicles. Personally, I think hydrogen fuel cells is the economically optimal solution, but it's likely that electric vehicles are going to win because they're, they're massing faster. So it's all consumer-based throwaway batteries. The area of the market which hasn't opened up, which is the big investment opportunities, energy infrastructure, and that's the commercial, industrial, not necessarily big grid storage, but this is energy storage at a business, at a large home, at a community energy project where you need to plug the electric vehicles into and you need to support the grid and also do on off-grid. That energy storage market hasn't yet really 
it's starting, but it, it's now coming into into its its own. It's completely different from a consumer battery market. Yeah, I, get, I guess yeah. In, the, in the article we do point yeah. out uh, the fact as well that that uh, the lithium ion batteries, which dominate the market at the moment. The, the production has been nailed down over the years by a number of players. I think Sony were uh, an early entrant to the market, in fact, in, in the early or the, the late 1970s, because I think the technology goes back to the 1970s and was originally used in uh, medical implants, uh, hearing aids and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Sony were the first to take that forward. But now we, we look across the market and, uh, you know, Samsung were obviously a big player, LG, and uh, most famous of all, I guess, is uh, the Tesla uh, Inc. and the development uh, of their, well, it's a integrated model, I guess you could say, yeah. with the electric vehicles themselves, the battery systems, and indeed uh, home power storage too. Yeah. We'll just go back to Red Tea Energy again as well, because I, I guess uh, a number of our subscribers would be familiar with you because of your involvement with, with Camco Clean Energy mm-hmm. uh, there for a while. Could you just explain to the, our readers that uh, mightn't be familiar with that? Yeah, so Camco, the company's been around for um, a good, I've been with it, 12 years, uh, had a number of projects, mainly in renewables globally and other research projects within the company. One of the research projects was Red Tea, and that's around a flow energy storage machine. Flow machines have been a technology like lithium around since the 70s, uh, and the problem is bringing that technology to market. First, the technology needed to be proven to be durable in the energy infrastructure um, game, which we have done, a number of other companies have done for the last three or four years. And then the second uh, hurdle that had to overcome is price. Yep. Uh, and that's what we've done in the last year, is bring this technology forward at the cheapest price uh, for any flow machine group globally. Uh, so... Red Tea was sort of born as a research project. It's been worked on for 15 years, and it's really the last couple of the years that we have brought that to market uh, and now delivering what we call our Generation 2 product into the market at uh, a competitive price. And there are some scalable commercial options that you've already in- entered into, isn't there? There's uh, in, in the Outer Hebrides and Ireland there that you... Yeah, so there's a project we're working on with the British government in the GEAR. It's uh, west of Glasgow. We have projects with E.ON. In South Somerset, we have projects with German industrials in Germany and Africa. So we've already rolled out prototypes, our first generation. Now what is being rolled out is a commercial product. Uh, and the market's very excited. The, the customers have never seen large-scale energy storage at this price. Uh, and to understand where I was comparing before with, with batteries, uh, batteries are starting to open up that sector, but the user is getting very frustrated because they don't last and you can't use them all day long which is what you need to use for energy storage and and an energy infrastructure game. So if you are storing solar, you're going to have to do one full cycle and one discharge cycle every day for 365 days a year. We know with our phones, if you do that, it doesn't last very long. Um, So that's where the the game is changing. Um, Energy infrastructure has to be a debt investment market. Mm -hmm. People don't, you don't invest equity into energy infrastructure. It's a debt game. So the technology must last 20 or 30 years. That's very key doesn't mean batteries are not a bad product. They're a short-term high-power product, whereas energy storage is about storing energy for a long time. The difference between power and energy is very key. I believe with Red Tea technology as well, that's, that's a, a renewable option. Once the lifespan has been completed uh, with the energy storage system, that can be reused or parts of the system can be reused? Correct. We intentionally don't market it as a green product because I think that's not – our customers aren't necessarily always interested in that. Half of our – Customers will be dirty diesel genset yep. um, energy burners and connected directly to the grid. 
the other half will be connected with solar and wind. However, if you do look at it as a green product, the liquid in it, uh, which is where the energy is stored, doesn't degrade at all, uh, and that lasts indefinitely. Uh, so it's a first technology in the whole energy sector that has an infinite resource that we're not burning. Everything else to do with energy sector, we are burning and destroying something. This is storing energy in a liquid with vanadium. Basic liquid has 70% water, and that lasts forever. Obviously, the, the container and the machine itself around it, after 20, 30 years, you'll need to replace parts like any machine. Uh, but the liquid you can take out, put it in another machine. It's because of that chemical composition as well that I believe your system as well is uh, one of the advantages. It's more stable than other systems. Is that right? It's stable in that it doesn't degrade. Right. Um, so lithium is a, is a fantastic product, and we are actually looking at hybriding lithium with our system at the moment so we can do the short power peaks when you use it for 30 seconds or 30 minutes a day. But the stability is about cycling all day long and putting 100% of power energy into it and then taking 100% of what you put in back out. And you can't do that with a conventional battery because you can only use part of the battery because it wears out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's the key difference, the stability. Energy storage will become an, an asset which will use it for multiple things. And that's previously we've looked at energy storage as you buy a battery for one use. We're going to turn it into having an energy storage asset, whether it's us or another technology, and using that for multiple things, like you would use a hard drive. Okay. So give us some practical examples. I mean, we alluded to that uh, community uh, in the west of Scotland. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, what, other, what other sort of remote – is it a question of, like, remote communities or, or industrial end, end users? Why would, in, why would, why would a, a medium-sized company, say, yeah. uh, decide to, to use yeah. your technology? So there's, there's two markets for energy storage. One is on-grid and one is off-grid. So talking about – I think your, your question is alluding to on-grid market. In that market, you're looking at – it's economic when you get to a large home, so a large residential into any business, commercial, industrial, is what the CNI is, what the sector calls it. That means that if they put on solar, typically it's always solar on the roof because solar happens every day. Yep. You generate solar. You then move the solar into the evening. So you do one cycle by solar firming into the night. You then may buy some power during the night when it's cheap and use that for your morning peak. You may also provide some services to the grid and earn cash revenue. Uh, you may sell some power down the road to the other business because you've put, built energy infrastructure. And essentially, you flatten out your power price. So you don't have volatile pricing and a cost of the business, which is uncontrollable. Um, in the UK, it's just starting to be economic. In Germany, Australia, many parts of the US, it's economic now in a payback period of sort of five years. Is that because of, is that because of subsidies or is it just the no. fact that unit costs have fallen? Nothing to do with subsidies. This market doesn't need subsidies. You're essentially unlocking a use of an asset to save you money or essentially save you money or provide services to the grid, which is saving the grid money so you're making money. Okay, so you're getting to a point in the United Kingdom now where it's, it's perhaps breaking. It's starting to get there. Um, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of interest in the UK in energy storage. However, I've been quite vocal of saying, slow down a bit. This is not quite – the numbers aren't quite working. Okay. We're starting to see instances where you get a five- to eight-year payback period, uh, which to me is economic on an energy infrastructure. If you're going to fund this with debt, that's, yep. that's a good return. But not all instances, but it's changing rapidly. Um, Biz, which is the new name for DEC, is bringing a new policy. It's nothing to do with subsidies. It's just saying pricing – you to be able to use that asset 
connecting it to the grid as an energy storage asset, not a generation asset. And um, you were saying with the Red T technology as well, that would be suitable for, for one, one large home or, or, or a group of – or a small community? Yeah. Of, uh, so we'd, our smallest unit would be a large home. Okay. Um, uh, 20 kilowatt hours is our smallest unit. If you look at economic modelling, and that's how you need to build a business, so where the customer is going to make money long term, a customer in a, in a small house or flat, energy storage is not economic. Yeah. But for a domestic environment, it doesn't mean Tesla won't be highly successful. They will be. It's a consumer product, and people don't make economic decisions in a consumer market. They make emotional decisions. Yes. So when you get to economics, it's you've got to get on scale to store energy and produce power through solar. And that's really a, a large home going into any business right up the chain. And then our unit can then also support the grid itself, and that will become an investment asset of investors. I don't believe it will be the utilities necessarily because utilities don't have balance sheets. Yep. It will be private investors, institutional investors, investing in energy storage as an asset connected to the grid, doing all those services I talked about and making money. Off-grid, it's very similar to on-grid in that I think when it's tied to a customer, it will always be tied to solar. Solar is the cheapest form of energy generation globally now, um, so it's definitely going to win the generation game. Off-grid has been stuck. So in Africa, you have 700 million of people without regular power. Um, they burn diesel or, or fossil fuels or, or other things from the, the forest. What has happened is the last five years, solar has been trying to penetrate off-grid, and there are a lot of projects happened a lot of government money from the US and, and Europe and the UK supporting energy development in Africa to get GDP going. However, solar by itself can't form a grid because you only get solar during the, the daytime. Uh, so then, then then there's been some projects putting in batteries, but batteries only last two years. So there's a lot of investment goes in to build the asset. A community gets solar plus batteries, and two years later the batteries die and the project falls over and just gathers dust. Yeah. So you need that energy storage machine or the long-term energy storage asset that has the same life as solar to be matched to it. Uh, and that's why there's a huge interest for this technology in, in off-grid in Africa because we can put in a, a machine, it lasts the same length as solar, the community then has or, or the, the, the society has um, firm power and off it goes. Um, so energy storage is really in an off-grid and an on-grid environment what is going to unlock renewables renewables have hit a barrier because they only produce at a certain time of the day you need that long-term energy storage to unlock both markets and, and it's predictability as far as the capital goes as well i mean yeah. it, it's very difficult of you to make a, a commitment if it's only be you know two years down the track and you'll mm. be forced to come back into the market again yes okay lastly scott what other consumer benefits do you see that could flow through from uh, energy energy storage or effective energy storage yeah. So there's three key benefits globally on, on a grid basis. First is lower price of energy and stably lower price of energy. So at the moment, our energy prices are quite volatile. This country is not too bad. We have quite cheap power prices, but it is still volatile. In Australia and other markets, it can move 20 times within a five-minute period. Once you stabilise solar generation and energy storage, you flatten prices and you can invest in those assets long term and it provides long term cheaper power prices. Secondly is energy independence. At the moment most developed countries buy their fuel for energy generation outside the country. Yeah. Security is key. And thirdly uh, is from a climate change perspective you, we can get to 80% potentially even 100% renewable generation through energy storage unlocking that. 
Well, there's something um, incredible. There's some examples of incredibly wasteful energy usage as well in, in Saudi Arabia and Mexico, for instance, mm-hmm. burning uh, burning fossil fuels to, to generate uh, electricity. It seems yeah. extraordinary in this day and age. Yeah. What well, we do in this country with gas and coal and well, true. Um, and the lastly for the UK, if we're looking from a UK policy, you know, Theresa May's industrial policy, this country has some of the best energy storage technologies globally. Mm. Um, so this is the brains, really, of energy storage globally. So if we can capture that, manufacture it in the UK, it's good for the UK. Well, it's not a bad uh, area of timing, given Brexit and the government's recent green paper as well. So, Scott, thanks very much for uh, coming along today and in, uh, sharing your thoughts with us. It's certainly been good to get an inside running uh, on this market, and we'll be looking at it very closely in the months to come, and we'll certainly be keeping an eye on uh, Red Tea Energy's progress too. So uh, thanks very much again, Scott, and thanks for everyone out there for taking the time to listen.